Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. We a bunch of shows in the can because we're, we're supposed to do two tomorrow, right? Uh, maybe just one. Okay, Jesse Bush, maybe. Oh, uh, I thought with Cuba coming in from out of town, we would. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We would Give try to little... maybe drag him out a little bit, okay. or maybe two episodes out. Yeah, and... maybe he can club foot himself. I'm bringing Ryder. You're a piece of shit. I'm bringing Ryder to hang out with his boys because I know him and Eli get along pretty well. well. I'm saying like, I'm just like the opening act. You got Jesse Bush coming in. I mean, you know. Well, shit. we may not now, but we're gonna have him soon. Well, we need a ref that's active. Well, that's true. Why'd you retire? And good. Oh. And buff. Fucking with you, man. I miss you. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design, some people say, is even harder to find. Aloha and shalom, everybody. The Ross Family Matters podcast is back on here. A little bit more traditional. The last few shows have been a little bit weird. We had the barbecue episode. Right. We had the Grease 2 episode, both a little longer. Right. Not any better. A little longer, no, but not, not any better. Not, definitely not any better. Um, but we've got a special guest, and... and, and well, let's go around the table first. I'm, I'm Hot Shot Scott Williams, Vic the Stick Ross. Jiggy Jack Spade had a good tan going. Uh, actually, I got a phone call. Jack Spade's got a little car trouble. Okay, listen, I know that glaucoma comes with diabetes, but how am I missing that? You, That's not Jack Spade? Nope, nope. That is our uh, close personal friend of the show, Mr. Eddie Watson. Oh, hey, Eddie, the lighting's a Eddie Watson. Hey, Eddie. Yeah. So yeah. you were able to just, how, how were you so available to just step in for Jack Spade? Yeah, you know, I know you guys are looking for someone overweight, Yeah. Uh, sleeps with a CPAP machine, has knee trouble. I just, I basically fit the bill. Hates yeah. your kids. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of cool, though, because you've been, like, clamoring to get back on for a while, and we've been saying, you know, well, we'll try to work you on because you're semi-retired now, and somehow it just opportunity arose. So glad you're here. My guest to my right, our very special guest this week, is one of my favorite people in the world. And yeah, you got to meet some more people. And also somebody <laughs> who we both mutually inflicted a shit ton of damage on over the years. Plenty. Steve Pena, Steve Santana, for those of you who are wrestling fans, or if you go way back, the Ninja. Oh, God. Steve! What's going on? How are you, man? It's nice great to see to you. See it. It's good hey, to wait, be we back. We gotta give you the proper hand. They, they can't see the handshakes. Ah, don't worry, ah, handshakes. Don't worry, bro. Ah, ah, there you go. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so well, it is good to be here. It's great to have you. We've been trying to get you on the show since we started. We, we're almost a year in, by the way. I don't know if you know this, and I didn't say you're in. No, you didn't. Be gross. I think we might actually be a year in, like next week. Is it that close? Yeah. yeah. Thought it was late September, early October. Yeah. No, I've been wanting to be a part of the show for a while. I just uh, with conflicting schedules and everything, nothing worked. And you know, uh, this guy got a hold of me the other day, and it just happened to work out for today. Well, it doesn't help that you know chaos takes all the good shifts. So right, yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna go through a little bit about how we know each other. Now I've kind of laid it out for you. Then we're gonna ask our two obligatory questions. Actually, I'll ask one right now. What you've been got going on? Steve, not much. Just taking care of my eighty-three kids and uh, you know trying to stay standing. That's about it. Did, did you wear the two condoms for protection like I asked you to? You know what? I did, but they both broke. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And so, I've got some the breaking news here. Hang on. I hear Eddie Watson is now pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and not by me. Not by me. Because I did not sneeze yet. No, that's true. Um, so beware of my sneeze. So before we get on to how we know each other. You've got, you're raising kids, you got that going on. Eddie Watson, what you been got going on? Uh, I'm raising kids that I don't like, as we established <laughs> earlier. Uh, Are you, do you feel, do you fashion yourself as a sitcom dad? Oh, man. Is that what? I mean, you know, I've been accused of being Carl, 
you know, the big man. Carl Winslow, Winslow. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, yeah. Can, I can see it. I know, I know. I know it's a little right. racist for a white guy to say that a black guy looks like another black guy, but I'm saying it. You, you do have a little <laughs> little Carl Winslow look to yeah. you. And, and I've truth, had a donut or two. And truth been told, Carl was in one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Die Hard. Right? That's yeah. right. It wasn't a Christmas movie. Then why were they at a Christmas party? Yeah. No. Why did they play Jingle no. Bell fucking rock? On on his on his roast, he admitted that it was not a Christmas. He was movie. drunk. He was yeah, not yeah. drunk. They played Christmas and House. He's been no. He's been he lit up know. on fucking Seagram's wine coolers <laughs> for thirty five <laughs> fucking years. Yeah. I even said this to Brian when he said it, just for, for everybody to know, Die Hard is not a Christmas I movie. It is. So, do you uh, think coming from the man Christmas himself? Movie? Yeah, it's from yeah. a Christmas movie. I could give two shits about that. Well, see, you're dodging (laughs) the point, the bigger point. I I can't wait to ask you about Grease, too. What you been got going on? You've got some shows coming up. Well, I just got back from lacrosse from a very successful show in Winona, Minnesota. Was Steph there? She was not. Okay. Um, And I will be back in lacrosse October 12th. Oh, my. For River City at the Legion. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Angel Armani's got some things coming up with MIAW. I'll be on those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season's about to kick off. And uh, we got a big trip to Detroit coming up in a little bit. About a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll probably be back by the time you hear this, but, you know, thanks, office. Yeah, well, you know, hey, they're dragging their feet there. Alex <laughs> Riley's got, like, pictures to like and stuff. So... <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is, you mentioned Angel Armani's got some stuff going on, and and he, he certainly does. Uh, Legacy on the, the 12th, which is, yep. I'll be at that show. Um, but then as you get into November, you know, which is a few weeks away now, the annual Thanksgiving Eve MIAW show um, is going to be huge. It's Wednesday, I believe, the 21st. And then the following Friday, ACW has their sixth anniversary show. So those are some of the big highlights I have. Coming up on my agenda, other than that, I'm working more hours for less pay, um, so I don't think the economy is as good as people say. That's my, that's my, that's my, uh, my economic slant on it all. All right, so Steve Santana. Yes, sir. How did we meet you? Uh, <laughs> I was a part of a show called Wrestling for Donuts, yes. and you happened to be working in the studio, and... Somehow you got some big jabroni to call me over and over again, and uh, I avoided those phone calls for quite some time. Yeah. And I decided to finally answer because we didn't have a caller ID back then. <laughs> and it just happened to be chaos. And my dumbass agreed to join. And I, I say that loosely because, of course, it was probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. But uh, besides that, you know. We became really good friends, and uh, but it was all because of that show, and you know uh, our friendships, you know, went beyond wrestling, and um, I, I wouldn't take none of that back, none of it. When when Chaos called you, and you picked up the phone and you said hello, how did you react when he went do? <laughs> so I I thought professional asshole. <laughs> so it's funny how we all got involved in the wrestling right. business. We've told the story, but how it relates to you, I'll kind of give the short abridged version. So I was doing a cable access sports talk show at uh, Time Warner in Greenfield, and I'd always been a wrestling fan. I never gave much thought to becoming a pro wrestler, other than cutting promos when I was a kid in front of a mirror and all that shit. Can I cut you off for one of second course. and tell you that in my sixth grade yearbook, I was voted most likely to become a professional wrestler. Oh, there you go. And there's proof of that, which I think is absolutely hilarious. So you're living the dream. Me, I was just living the fan, right? When I was a kid, when I was 12, I used to, they had like 150 different G.I. Joe guys and I'd book matches. But that was it, right? <laughs> And I'm doing my cable access TV show, my sports talk show, and Mark Zabolinski told me that I Who I went to school with. Right, right. That's how we all kind of connect. you got to come watch this show I'm producing. It's called Wrestling for Donuts. So essentially they wrestled on risers. Once they had a big inflatable blow-up house, and that was supposed to be their cage match. And I got involved in it, and I did the first three shows, and 
even though it, there wasn't a ring, and there wasn't a ring on the brawl either that became... Right. But there was no physicality on this show. No. Nobody, no. They, people were missing each other by 10 feet. And that was the other reason why I was, uh, why I actually wanted to come and join you guys. Because you were talking about being more physical, and that's what I wanted, because it actually annoyed the shit out of me that these guys were, you know, just... It was like watching a cartoon. Right. And I couldn't stand it. So th- that was one of the big things that helped, just like you said, you know, more contact and, you know, let's get more real about this. And, you know, I, I totally understood that, and that's what I was looking for. So we brought in Brian, Chaos, myself, the punk, and the technician, and then you. And you talk about physical. I mean, you guys basically all put your bodies through hell and beyond, wrestling on concrete and risers, and then in the stiffest ring in wrestling when we bought, purchased a ring from Al Patterson. Which I didn't even think was bad. Well, right, because well, you, you were wrong. Because <laughs> you were used to concrete. Like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So from there, obviously, we now start wrestling in a ring. Obviously, we've told the story how Vic and I met. That's how you met. Right. Um, and then eventually met Lane. How did you meet? Did you ever officially meet Eddie Watson? I, I'm sure we have, but I mean, really? I think we I th- did the the Rebels um, reunion. Oh, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Okay. So when I saw him, knew him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you hit on something I thought was really interesting because I've said as much as I beat up my body for this, like there's not really nothing I would have changed because I can't imagine like where my life would have gone. And, and when you play this whole thing out, so I went and met you guys. I went and met Brian. There's so many other things that came from those meetings that turned into things. Even meeting Catherine, my fiance, who I met through a wrestling like. If I don't get into this business, who knows where I am? Who right. knows where any of right. us are? Right, and, and I will say this. To, to start this journey, I had a choice. I was actually sick one day, and my choice was I can stay home or I can go to musical rehearsal because I was in a musical in high school. Or a friend of mine called me and says, hey, we're doing this show called Wrestling for Donuts. And mind you, I was sick. I actually had a fever, and I said, oh, this sounds like it'll be fun. So I decided to go to Wrestling for Donuts instead. If I would have went right to the rehearsal or just stayed home that day, I might not have ever been involved. We in would never have even known. Right, okay. right. And then you, But you would have still known Putnam and Mark the Man Burger. Yeah, I'm sure I would have caught wind of it. But right. But it was just that one decision where I, you know, I just decided, yeah, I'm going to go try this instead. And then that was the end of it. What was your... If you had to pick one, and I know there's a ton, usually there's a ton, but if you had to pick like one moment that if you could put in a time capsule from wrestling, like what would be that moment? What would be that video clip? What would be that match? When I got thrown out like a lawn dart on my face and broke my arm. I remember that. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. That, that, Before me, I don't remember that. No. No, no, that was, uh, that was... Triple J and uh, J Real. Yeah, because you were teaming. At, uh, you were teaming with Chris Mason, right? Yep, yep. And I was in the corner for that. One. Yeah, what, I just what building? VFW on twelfth on, uh, on Lapham. Over yep, there? yep, okay. yep. Yep. They uh, they threw me out like a lawn dart head first, and I had no way to catch myself except for my face landing on the ground, and my bot the weight of my body landed on my arm, and I didn't even know it was broke until actually four months later. Wow. Because huh. I I went this this the match was on a Saturday I went to work on Wednesday I had the wife write a fake note saying put me on light duty because I dislocated my elbow still had not it was just stuck and I just I worked it free for a few months until I started having tingling and then I went in and the guy laughed at me because he said my arm was broken and that was four months later yeah I so I find I find like that I find that and I actually I did two more matches after that. And if you watch videos, my arm is just completely wrapped up and everything. And I still had no idea that it was broken. I thought you were going to say your your most memorable moment was when four people parted like the Red Sea. And you tumbled off the top turnbuckle. But, you know, I walked away from that one, you know, uh, no problem whatsoever. Which I have no idea because I, you know... Thanks, man. Anyways, wait so, a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, cool. I know, I know. Take the tape off. That's gorgeous <laughs> Greg Frost. Was it? Yeah. Giving you the Olay treatment. 
So, uh, all right. I was out all there. Right. You were out there, though. You were out there. Right, right, right. Well, it, well, what's funny is everybody had the same idea. It was, I'll let the other three catch. Right, right. right. And one would just kind of fall off to the side. <laughs> Unfortunately, all <laughs> four of them split. Split. Yes, that was a really loud thud on camera. So, and, and in person. Yes, yes. Yes. So let me ask you this. A quick, like, either or game, right? All right. Okay. Better rat. <laughs> There's no such thing. Kelly or Handjob Hannah? Oh, my God. I honestly don't remember Handjob Hannah. She was your wife. She was your wife. In that, that, one that was her? Sketch. Yes. She had the big fucking honker. And you were so pissed that we put her in there her, that right? you walked out and okay, left her. Okay, all right, all right. See, I thought that was Kelly. Oh, no, Kelly was oh, Kelly Daisy was May. Uh, Daisy May. She was friends with Robin. Oh, okay, okay, girl. so I got those two mixed up. Then. Yeah. I got them mixed up, right, all right. Yeah, I, you guys are assholes for that one. <laughs> I, I just remember being there and being like, are you kidding? I just left her right there just to get beat down. So the rib was, Eddie Watson, we were doing a sketch where we were, it was basically a, a, an opening segment where we were coming to mess with Steve and his family, okay? And, but it wasn't his real family, obviously. So we did something. He's in the ring talking. He was trying to. I think he was coming back from an injury, and you had your supposed wife there. It wasn't your wife, but right. And somebody came to the ring and said that you had to get outside because they were towing your car. <laughs> so you left for a minute, and the heels came. The berate, who was supposed to be your wife, who was somebody that you went out of your way to tell us how hideous you thought she was, which is why we put her in the, the role of your wife. Which was uh, the first mistake was to tell Right, us. right, right. And then you came uh, back when we were about to, after she had slapped one of us and we had had her restrained and somebody was lining up to give her. <laughs> and you hit the ring and you cleared house. And then you were so mad that you didn't even, like, check on her. Who had you just, like, I, walked I, out. And I gave her the big two-hand wave <laughs> yeah. and I walked out of the ring. You gave her the oh big city God. John wave. <laughs> <laughs> the only way it's any better is if you just yell, this marriage is over. <laughs> oh, my God, that was hilarious. So, uh, you know, now that I think about it, between that and all the other things I've done, I'm surprised that I haven't gone to jail for beating up all these women in the ring. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, uh, I have been asked by a mutual friend to ask you about the Latino Bambino. Oh. What's the story behind the Latino Bambino? He's an idiot. That was the nickname he gave me for whatever reason, because uh, apparently I had a little way with people, and it was very easy for me to just, you know, whether it was your girlfriend or somebody else's, that was just kind of it. So he labeled me the Latino Bambino and said I used to have a sword, and I used to walk, and instead of swiping the Z on him, I would swipe the L, you know, and... Yeah, he's a dick. I thought maybe it was your love of hot dogs and hookers. <laughs> maybe a couple of hookers, but definitely not hot dogs. Definitely not hot dogs. So before we get into the hat, I do want to share with me what I thought. And we were involved in a lot of storylines. One of the things I thought that was great about Rebels was that I thought our story, our, our angles were really good. I did too. And I think my favorite one was the one we did at, it's now La Pica, it used to be Russ and Darlene's, where Diablo turned on. Right, right, right. And Pyle drove you. And remember, so we were taping TV. So we were taping four weeks of TV. In one night. So in week one, you got Pyle drove and stretchered out. Right. Okay. So later that night, or four weeks later. <laughs> right, right. I know I'm kind of breaking down the fourth wall that they used to tape multiple TV shows. Those were some loyal fans to not wash their clothes for a month. <laughs> right? So anyway. There was a cool spot where you came back through the crowd with a neck brace and With crutches. a legitimate neck brace from when I got it broken, by the way, but yes. And cleared the ring of the people who had turned on you and made... And the place went absolute crazy. Yeah, I, I thought that. that was pretty cool. The fact that we used... The fact that by luck, there was an ambulance that was outside. I don't even remember that. And they were next door for something else, but they had the lights going. Okay. The people inside actually thought when you got stretched out... That you I were think laboring I in an ambulance, okay. which there, there cool. were. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a lady that used to work for my parents that went to that show, 
and I remember her actually being very like worried and almost in tears because of that incident. Yep. So I, I that that part is starting to come back it to me. Now. Sure was lucky that Ed Riley set that house on fire next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was too busy playing crotch and grab with, with one of the local youth. Um, anything else that you wanted to share that were that were well, obviously the stuff with you and Brian and the balcony dives and. I mean, there's just too well, much there's craziness abound. Well, no, I had a I had a lot of fun doing. I mean, every time I was out there, it was fun. It was always nerve wracking because uh, you never knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, this whole thing being scripted and whatnot. But you know, with us, it was it it was a little different. It, it wasn't it wasn't so much of the fact of being scripted. It was like let's just go out and do something, and that was the shits of it. Is my dumbass was more ruthless to myself than I was anybody else. And I think the reason for that is because I wanted somebody in the front row to feel the same thing as the person in the back row. Sure. So I would do whatever I could and, you know, making somebody else look good, uh, you know, at whatever cost. And, you know, for the most most part, you know, walking away from everything was not a problem. But, you know, there was a couple times where... Uh, I went home and probably didn't tell anybody that I was, you know, really messed up, mm-hmm. right. you know, and then uh, uh, a couple hospital visits later, then it's kind of like, all right, well, now you got to take it easy, take it easy, but then my mentality was, the hell with it, you know, it's the only live once, and now I'm paying for it. I can't tell you how many... But I still wouldn't take none of that. No, me either. I mean, how many nights we spent in the hospital? Either I had two hospital visits after the show, Brian had two. I know we were at at least one of yours hanging out when you were in the ER. And that was my, my 28 I had, stitches. I had one during. Yeah. I had to leave, and then I got back as everybody was leaving the building. Yeah, I, I feel really? like St. Francis was my, Hospital was oh, our second yeah. home, really. That was uh, St. Francis, yeah. you bet. Yeah. <laughs> there was a nurse that knew me there very well that did not like me. So I just got a text. Well, from fucking a, pay your bills. <laughs> I got a text on a non-live members. show, but they want... Um, they wanted to know two things. Amber Rose, do the carpets match the, the dirt? <laughs> and, and I'm also supposed to ask about your vasectomy. Yes. So. The, the worst thing ever, ever. That's all I'm going to say. The Amber's <laughs> carpet drapes or the, the vasectomy. The vasectomy. Okay. That's it. That's it. All right. I don't know nothing about drapes. <laughs> but no. Oh, yeah, because you're like, well, how would you know? I'm sure there was no carpet. Right. Well, the drapes right. are on top. Yeah. We all know about the drapes. We're you, asking you, about you, the carpet. Okay, you do know I'm legally blind, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's right, right, right. So, yeah, that was like, I mean, that sucked. I felt everything, cried, bit of pillow, and, yeah. Did yeah. you put, like, peas on and watch, like, College basketball. college basketball. No, I did not. But uh, yeah, because that is the biggest time of the year for that. But no, no. Unfortunately, I was sitting down watching TV, and my kid just happened to run across the room, and I swear to God, knees. I wasn't even looking. I was looking the other way, and knees first, right in the nuts. Mm. I just I melted off of the couch and cried and that prayed was, for death. That, that, it, it was terrible. <laughs> it got infected after that. Oh, it was bad. Jesus, it, it none was, of that sounds. What was on those kids' knees? It was, <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Hand, foot, and mouth? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Dirty little kids. Okay, so before we get into the hat, it's time to ask you this question. Because I don't think, I, I know we've never asked it because you've never been on the show. It's not my kid. Hey. Who are you gay for? Yeah, who are you gay for? Who am I gay, gay for? for? Yeah, yeah. Who are you gay like, for? If, I, we know you're not gay. Yes, and you, if, if you, you were, there'd be nothing wrong with Multiple times. But we know that you But if. You had to, like, let's say every woman in the world died, right? And you were like, you could pick any famous, non-famous, anybody in the world. Who is it? Now, are you talking about, like, a bromance type thing? Are sure. Are you talking about I me mean, actually plugging somebody? Sure. I mean... I'm a, I, he's thinking bromance. I'm thinking you actually plugging somebody. Like, <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So, all right. So, if I had to spoon with somebody... Is what so, mine is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh-huh. He likes Justin Timberlake. Uh-huh. We've had some answers. Lane likes answer. Ryan Reynolds. We've heard The Rock has come up. Yep. Many yeah. times on this show. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with my uh, 
<laughs> Sup? My all, my all time favorites, uh, even though he's dead, but uh, yeah, Brandon Lee was still oh, still, sure. still so, my favorite. Still my so favorite. you're gay and necrophiliac. It's, 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 gonna be, it's gonna be one twisted moment. Okay. Yes. yes. I I thought you'd say the lead singer of Mutes. Uh, no, but I I have heard about have the abs. Ben posed the question because I know that you were more earlier episodes. Right, and then you, you retired. You uh, so then you retired, and then we didn't have you back. And then fortuitously, we have car issues, and you happen to be Things literally in the neighborhood, which is yeah. weird because you don't live near us. But almost as if you were circling the block. <laughs> or circling the drain. In the area. <laughs> That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> circling the drain. Um, Who you gave for, bro? So, uh, if I can pronounce this right, uh, Ibidus Elba. Oh. That's the guy who plays. Oh, uh, uh, from yeah. This Is Us? Right? No, no, no. No? He, he was in Thor. He was in and, Thor. Uh, he's Dark oh, Power. he's the, he's the, the, the Vision I, guy in yeah, Thor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yep. cool. Yep. That's cool. And before you comic book nerds get all in a twist, I know he's not the Vision. <laughs> so go fuck yourselves. I thought you were going to say for sure Brian Denny. <coughs> that, I, nothing comes to mind there. Uh, he was Tommy Boy's dad. He was the sheriff in Rambo. In Rambo, yeah. yeah. You've never seen Rambo? Really, it's bro? been a long time. Really, bro? Oh, oh my God. Talk amongst yourselves. Really, bro? Have a picture You're of Google. Google. I've been, Google machine. I've been saying that because, you know, all these, like, good-looking guys would play people I know in movies, but I don't get that luxury because I'm not a good-enough-looking guy, so Brian Dennehy <laughs> is going to play me in my life story. <laughs> all right. So I got Carl Winslow. Oh, yeah. We already established that. Hang on. Fuck you all, because if it happens to me, it's they're going to have to bring Ralphie May out of the fucking tomb. <laughs> or Dom fucking Deloise. Dom Deloise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And no. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. And by the way, I don't think me and Chaos invented ass wars. You don't? No, because I'm sure there was two freaking Neanderthals that were chucking shit-filled pine cones <laughs> at each other way before me and him were doing it. Yeah, but, but you guys went to the take, school. I will take a little credit. I think that you can make an argument that many people that we ran with in the Rebels crew may have maybe not quite invented it, but started what later became Jackass. And <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I'm sure we started a lot. You of guys that. did start Turtle, though. Yes. Okay. And you're lucky Which, by the way, for Let's, those of you, here's a callback. The first topic that ever came out of that hat in show one was Turtle. That's right. I think I remember that. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey guys, AC Riley here. Be sure to check out the Lonesome Road podcast right here on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me for my trips across the Midwest as I interview wrestlers, get stories, and much, much more. Head on over and check out the Lonesome Road podcast right now on the Grapple Talk Network. This is your room. When you come, you'll walk it alone. Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. This is a different commercial. Ha! You've been hearing the same one forever. Listen, don't listen to the Ross Family Podcast. Don't listen to them. They have had me trapped downstairs for a long time and they won't let me eat. Don't listen to them. Don't! <laughs> Alright, well you get to pick first. Fair enough. Do not look directly into the hat. If you can't read it, we'll try to do it for you. Ladies, leave your uterus at home. <coughs> I'm shooting blanks. Baron or Savage? Baron or Savage? What the? F- oh, 
bacon or sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if you're gonna compare contemporary wrestling, like, you wouldn't yeah, put. I'm <laughs> sorry, that looks like it. A, it does what? look like I, barren. I, it wasn't until I, was like, I read sausage. Yeah. Again, folks, he is legally blind. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I could go for barren on that. Um, barren Von Rosky. All right, well, let's savage. answer both. All right, let's answer both. Savage, even though I liked Baron, and. Bacon, but I'll give you a caveat. Bacon over sausage links, but sausage patties overall. No. No, that's yes. bullshit. No. That's bullshit. No. The answer is Randy Savage over Baron Von Raschke, even though I did take the claw, but I never took the elbow. Right. And it's bacon over sausage patties, but it's sausage links over bacon. Those sausage links suck. Are you fucking... Fuck sausage. I have... Bacon all day. I have to agree. Ain't nobody making a... a uh, SLT, a shitty sausage and lettuce and tomato sandwich is BLT. I agree that the links. Hey man, why don't you tell me about the fucking bacon races down at Miller Park, <laughs> motherfucker? But those are <laughs> breakfast sausages for one, and for two. So you're um, you're in on I, links and out on patties. I I don't mind the patties if it's my only choice, but definitely See? link, definitely links though. Links, it's links, links over a, patties a, and bacon for me. It's uh, patties over, over no. links because you can put syrup right on that shit and cut it up with your pancake. If you have to have sausage, it's got to be a patty. No, it does not. Yeah, see? Because that shit comes out of a fucking tube, and that's all just leftover fucking cow that they scrape together, and then they put it into a fucking dick shape and wrap a fucking wrapper around it, Action. and then twist it off at the end and send it out, and you fuckers are putting so uh, syrup and pancakes As opposed to the sausage link, which is the same shit with a skin casing <laughs> over it. Oh, you're going to want that skin casing. Oh, I got a skin casing. Oh my! Anyways, Baron or Randy Savage? Oh, Randy Savage. Baron or Randy Savage? Savage. All right. What if Baron went to the ring like this? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna stick to my. What if Randy Savage finished his interview with? It's all the people need to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. All right. Well, we don't have Lane, so it's an improvement. Like you'd think he would be here by now, right? Right. It's what kind of cards? Some people. Could he I be just, have? Maybe just don't care. About the show. So wait, are you? Who doesn't have four spirits? Are you casting doubt? Are you casting doubt on Lane's commitment to the show? I, I, I mean, I, well, I mean, because I have heard like we've wanted to record some shows lately, and he's been like, I got this to do, and I got kids stuff. I work late. Yeah. Huh. I don't care about my kids or my job. Apparently, I'm here. <laughs> well, you're giving me some yeah. things to think about for sure. But what did you pull there? This is a good one. Worst WWE Hall of Famer. Okay, Coco Beware. It's not. It is. It's not. Why? Okay, I understand. First of all, let's throw out the, the whole argument. He was he, he didn't do his best work in the WWE. He was in Memphis. I, WWE owns all of that shit now. So they can put whoever they want in the Hall of Fame. And I'm okay with that. But you tell me something memorable Coco Beware ever did. Uh, he wore a gigantic parachute pants and danced with a bird. Right. Not Hall of Fame worthy. Now... I'm going to qualify my answer by saying I'm not counting anybody who made the celebrity wing. Because we Still know not the worst. Wrestling. Still not the worst. All right, who's the worst? James Dudley. James? James Dudley. I don't even know who the hell that is. Nobody does. He was Vince McMahon Sr.'s limo driver. Oh, my God. Okay, they but put him in the Hall of Fame. Isn't that the celebrity wing? No. He's not... If listen, when I say James Dudley and people say who the fuck is James Dudley, he is clearly not a celebrity. Better than Coco Beware. He's not. Yes. He's not. <laughs> Alright, quick question. Coco Beware or Brickhouse Brown? Coco Beware. Coco Beware or Iceman King Parsons. Iceman King Parsons. I like Iceman yeah. King Parsons. Yeah. Iceman King Parsons or Glacier? Iceman King Ice Parsons. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Well, Alright, what do you got? I was going to go with Coco Beware, too. I've never even heard of it, your cat. But, he's an employee, so he can't be in the celebrity wing. Well, but, True. I think his career was far more distinguished than anything Coco Beware did. Driving and honking? Opening doors? <laughs> Let me get that door for you, Mr. McMahon. Pez Watley or Shasta Watley? Same fucking guy. But who <laughs> had a top hat? <laughs> 
Derek Conway Jr.? No. I, I got nothing on that. Worst Hall of Famer. I, it, if he's going to bring up this guy, I, I wouldn't even... I can't even think. What if you took Uncle Beaver out now? of the equation? Then what? Hmm. Well, he's still going to bring yeah, that guy up. Yeah, that's for sure. One. He's still going to bring up Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, you could make that argument. Hillbilly Jim's career wasn't very good. Probably. I, wasn't, I, I want you to go back and look at 1985 WWF and see how over Hillbilly Jim was. I know he was over right. because there were a bunch of spoon-fed, mouth-breathing WWF fans that ushered in the Hulkamania era for a couple of years. I get that. And I understand he was over. And I do understand that his first meal was a mercy kill. <laughs> so says the song. No! Oh, I love that. No! I, I think for the... It was a bear she killed! Oh. I think His the, first meal was a bear she oh, killed. Oh, well, see, he can't even enunciate. For the amount of time that, uh, that Jim had there, I mean, I thought he was, you know, he had a pretty decent... Decent. I mean, of course, he was never like uh, you know champion like that. But I didn't think he had a career to shit on. Best WWF uncrowned champion. Hmm. Ever? Yeah. Well, Ted DiBiase. I, you know what? I swear. Yep. You're about right. About a week ago, I was sitting just thinking about stuff, and he actually came to mind. And I could not think of anything that he actually won. Right. You know, and, uh, and, Other was, than and then, I, and then I, I started thinking back to... He was tag champs three times with IRS. But not, not as, like, an individual, like, you know... Mid-South champion. He was. and Million dollar champion. And the reason why he got screwed... You know, you know why he got screwed out of the title, right? He was supposed to win the title. He was. And Savage bitched a fit because he was prop- he thought he was promised something. And they ended up putting the title on Savage at the WrestleMania four, was it or five? Yeah, it was four. four. I I just remember watching a lot of old old cassettes and DiBiase being there, and I just always loved the tape fist and he was great. You know, they, yeah, he was. You, you know, early the mid just you know the end of his career, he was just he was a phenomenal guy to me. Also, second behind him, James Dudley. <laughs> you didn't know who that was five minutes ago. <laughs> and I've learned to appreciate Second behind him is Rick Martell. Okay. I didn't even know he was in. He's yeah. not. Oh. He said uncrowned champion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uncrowned. Oh, I got Roddy you. Piper, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You can make that case, too. Oh, Jake Snake. Well. Yeah. Well, no, Martell. <laughs> Well, what what champ are you talking about? Because Martell had the NWA title. No, he had the AWA title. Was it the AWA? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, interesting question. Your highest wrestling aspiration, what was it did you ever achieve, whatever your highest aspiration? So, obviously, as a youngster, sixth grader, you wanted to be a wrestler. What, what, what did you aspire to be? Uh, I actually... I didn't really think about it at first. It probably wasn't until like a couple years in, but I actually wanted to just be able to sign an autograph. I just thought that'd be one of the coolest things ever, just for anybody, one person. And that actually ended up going way beyond I ever thought. Because when I was at Pick and Save one day and a guy came up with his kid in a shopping cart and asked me for his autograph in the frozen food section, that pretty much was, that was it. Like, okay, this is pretty cool now, you know. And then just to be out at certain festivals, and even even to this day, certain people recognize me and stuff. And, you know, it's just a really, it's a really cool thing. Especially to be out of business for a long time. I will say this. It wasn't the treasure trove of rat bastards that used to hang out at the Sportatorium getting those free autographs <laughs> before the match. Just 90 leeches on a wrestling apron with their arms extended. Pen and paper. I, right. I, I'll tell you what mine was, but before I do that, I want to tell you about the being recognized thing. I do get recognized from either my time on Time Warner Sports, uh, my time at the radio station, my time on TV. But some people, more people than you would think... Because they saw me do a sports talk show, right? And they saw me wrestle. Think that I'm affiliated with the Pro Wrestling Report. It happens all the goddamn time. 
There's nothing wrong with that show. Right. I think it's great. But there's two you have things. nothing to do with it. No, and there's two reasons why I think it happens. One, I did Sports Addiction, and Frank Costantino was on Sports Addiction. Right, right. And then Frank Costantino jumped over to Pro Wrestling Report, mm-hmm. and then I wrestled on Cable Access as well, and I think people get their metaphors mixed. But I can't, it just happened to me, I had a show recently, I like, I remember you on Pro Wrestling Report. I'm like, no, you don't, Chief. Because I wasn't on it. Okay, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. I might have been incarcerated once, right? While I was in there, my, Allegedly. C- my cellmate, yes, yes, that was Frank. My cellmate, within seconds of him walking in there, actually recognizes me from Rebels of Wrestling. Wow. Now, you talk about an uncomfortable setting for someone to be really happy to meet you. <laughs> that was it right there. Okay, and that is I was absolutely just shocked that he knew who I was. And then I had to, you know, Did you get an old fashioned out of it? Uh no. So <laughs> I'll tell you what my aspirations were and they changed. When I was younger, I enjoyed wrestling, I never thought I'd be part of it. Then when I started to become part of it, I wanted to get trained and I did. And I wanted to do shows live in the ring and I did. And then I wanted to wrestle a name, and I got a chance to wrestle three names. You can call them names. Scotty Too Hotty, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, and Hacksaw Jim Duck. So, and then my biggest achievement, and it was as a ring announcer, mind you, was to announce in front of 4,000 people at the ACW uh, Water City Convention show. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I, I was in a, that new that Bucks Minor League Arena up in Oshkosh. It was like, wow, this is like being an announcer at a stadium show. So to me, that that probably tops it all, just because of the energy that was there. The one aspiration that never happened was my retirement match in lacrosse. Okay. <laughs> you. Honestly, when I got in, I didn't have high aspirations. I already had two young kids, and I figured, I looked at it more, whether this is a way to look at it or not, was kind of a hobby. It was an opportunity to get out and hang with the boys, have a good time, maybe punch a dude in the mouth. Be a Dudley. <laughs> Be a, a Dudley. Few times. You know? Be a Dudley. But uh, <clears throat> here we are almost 20 years later, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Jesus and my aspirations Christ. haven't changed, man. I still want to get on the road. I still want to go out and have a good time. I still might punch a dude in the mouth. I got news for you. It's actually a little over 20 years because it was... 90, not for me. Early 98. 99. Are you sure? March of 99. And us has well, been 96, right? Yeah, 96 for me. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, wait. Well, for us. Yeah. 95 donuts. Oh, of course. I, I, I'm, Never I'm, forget. I'm a, I'm a Never little ahead forget the donuts. I'm a little ahead. Because I was actually thinking about this on the way here of how long has it been since I started kicking my own ass. Were there actual yeah. donuts? Oh, yeah. I was curious. Yes, there was a pedestal of donuts in the corner, and you If you match, want a match, you just ate a donut. You just ate a donut, and at the end, it was just a freaking all-out food fight with donuts. <laughs> all right. It, 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 yes. Hey, that's, that's the, that right there is the highlight. So the rest of it was hot, moist garbage. But, all right. Cool. Hot, moist garbage. So um, I was, you know, for me, when I was a kid, I just wanted to just get involved somehow. I just thought it was cool, right? And so, uh, from a nerd perspective, I just, I've always had a real fascination with how things work, right? And mm-hmm. it's, it's not even like, to me it's sections, right? The stuff that goes on in the ring, i just like, wow, that's amazing, right? But I like Should have been there to set the ring up. Well, the whole thing, right? To me. <laughs> not as amazing. Not, not right. Amazing. Right. Now, yeah, I mean, but to me though, like, no. how does the ring work? How does... All that stuff, right? And then when you start talking about, like, what you see on TV, it's like, wow, I wonder how long it takes for them to set this up and all the stuff that goes into right. that. I really find that fascinating. And so, for me, just being in there and just, you know, I'm, every time I'm in the match, I know I'm going to retire, but any time I'm in a match, it's, it's just like living that childhood experience. So. I, I'm being asked. That was my text that just came through, by the way. Um, is it true... That your aspiration was to give an old fashioned to Greg Valentine. <laughs> is that is that true? Uh, that is not true. Because <laughs> if that still is your aspiration, he you might have one more I state fair right that done. Yeah, I can probably <laughs> make that happen. It was actually probably a 50-50. He was looking for you. Wow. You know a 50-50? Uh, the raffle? No. Uh, I don't want to know the 50-50 then. 
50. Okay. 50. <laughs> all right, all <laughs> we, right. We can go, uh, uh, yeah. go around again. All right. By the way, um, I'll try to, I'll, you know what, I'm going to let somebody else read this. I'll pick it. Here's the, here's the, the reaction of the crowd um, watching a, my best of tape. You can read okay. that for me. I, I, I will read it for you. Yeah. Why will Maru never be allowed on a podcast? Well, he's been on the podcast. Yeah, he so. has. We got to go again. Um, and uh, it's quite frankly because he's an asshole. All right. Fair enough. Redo. Would you agree? I Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. Oh, and in the running. Two stuck. In the running. With you to see who can impregnate the most women. And now he can oh. catch you now. Oh, he can definitely catch yeah. me. But he has a standard. It can only be women named Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Ever impregnated Stephanie? Uh, McMahon? Yeah. Remember, hey, anyways, about that. Remember Big Titty McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> that, that hung out at the show for a while. Uh, I don't. I, she was Flea Shacker's weed dealer or something. I don't know. Uh... What the hell was her name? She looked like Stephanie McMahon a little bit. Right. Yeah. But I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those, you know what I'm talking those, about? Those were pretty big. Maybe. Boston the band, better than Rush? Yes. Well, let's talk about Rush. 100% yes. <laughs> First of all, Steve, your thoughts on Rush? Uh, I actually play guitar, and I respect Rush, okay. but uh, I was never really a Rush fan. Okay, so you might be able to help me, because... Vic hates Rush. I don't mind Rush. I would never... I was at one Rush concert in high school, but I was never say I'm a super Rush fan, but I don't turn them off when they're on the radio, right? I do, depending on the song. But I'm trying to find a song... See, that's Nirvana for me. I'm trying... Me too. Fuck Nirvana. Thank you. But I'm trying to find a song that a non-Rush... Or more importantly, not a non-Rush fan. A Rush hater might listen to that's not... To Getty, because there's a lot of Getty Lee. Getty Lee's a right. acquired. He is. He is, he is. I I don't know how long I gotta go Boston, but like I tried this morning. Time stands still, because that's not super Getty over the top. But he shot it down. Hey, I, if, Getty, I have, if Getty Lee was an animal, you'd he'd run be him a, over. He'd be a trash panda. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Musically, there's nothing wrong with the band Rush. Uh I feel the same way. Vocally, everything is wrong with the band Rush. It's hard. It is hard. Okay, what about Red Barchetta? Sounds delicious. (laughs) What about Free Will? No! Spirit of the Radio? No. I have, honestly, after listening to all of their things... There's only one song that I would play by them. I'm like, I'll, t- I'll tell nope, you what. Nope. I'll it, tell it, you what. I'm gonna warn you right now. If you say the one I hate the most, <laughs> I'm probably, gonna punch you in the mouth you, for the you, first you time probably, in like 15 years. You probably don't even know the name of it. The Working Man. Nope. It's, it's called. It's called Show Don't Tell. You're right. Oh I yes, I do know that song. That I, I love that that's song, song, and that's the one song I can listen to by them over and over again. But besides that, I'm. Eh. It's the fucking trees. It's 50-50. What about trees? <laughs> what about trees? You like trees? I don't even know what's going on right now. All right, good. Boston yeah, or yeah, Okay, yeah. well, you didn't answer the question. Boston or Rush? Chicago. Oh, Jesus Christ. With the horns or without? Oh, with. I like horns. Yeah, you want yeah. the horns. Wait, but let me tell you. So, should I answer? I didn't answer. I don't think I answered the Rush-Boston question. Please do. What do you think I'm going to answer? What do you think my answer is? I think you're going to say I, I think Rush to stick it to me. And I will. I would not do. I would never compromise my musical taste. I think you're going to go Boston. I will say it's Boston because simply the fact that they were able to create and then patent their own sound. Correct. Is yeah. pretty impressive. They they had their own sound and then it was after that Eddie Van Halen showed up and then just kind of pro- progressed from there. And they were a bunch of engineers from MIT. Yeah. So they were like. Brainiacs making music. What you got there? Krav Maga. Okay, let's talk. Now you, I'm glad you're here, Steve, because you have studied and been a fan of the martial arts in the past, right? Yes. And the marital arts. And, yeah. Yes. And the marital aids. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I have steadfastly defended the the artistry and and the effectiveness of Krav Maga. Okay. Much to the chagrin of a wily-haired gentleman who <laughs> remained nameless up in some <laughs> one of the Dakotas. It's Minis- It's Eau Claire now. Oh, is it Eau Claire yes. now? Oh, great. He's getting closer. Fuck him. So, Fuck him. what is your thought on Krav Maga? I honestly have never heard of that. Okay. Okay, so then you must like it. Uh, Krav Maga is the Israeli... It's tra- taught by the Israeli army, but it's the Israeli self-defense. Oh, you know what? You do a lot of screaming and punching uh, of nuts. I, 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 I swear somewhere in a in a box in my garage I have an older uh, black belt magazine that actually might have that in it. Wait a minute. So it was in a black belt magazine which was the If you're talking about gold it, it, it's standard Israeli martial art. Yeah. So I've, the gold standard for publications about martial arts and they did a feature on Krav Maga. Imagine that. Hmm. I'm quite positive, now that you're talking about this, that I have it in a book somewhere. Black Belt Magazine. We're going to have to ask you to dig that out I'm going to have to try to find it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to autograph it and shove it straight up a Samoan's ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I be there for that? Yeah, you can. <clears throat> All right. I am pro Krav Maga. Any... Martial art that I can do without actually learning it by just punching a guy in the nuts or the throat or jabbing his eye, I'm in. Are you writing your I'm name down. on? Are you writing your name on Jack Spade's chair right now? This ain't his chair. Hmm. I mean, I mean. It did, at this point, I've been here more than he has. In fairness, it didn't have Jack Spade's name on it. <laughs> right, but now it's got. Now it Eddie's does have name. Eddie's name on it. Yeah. Strange. All right. These stuck together too. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one's gonna be a doozy. Because the first oh. gay wrestlers, do you care? Um, I don't. And I, I wish more people felt the same way because Canyon might not be dead because he wouldn't have been bullied right, into right. feeling inferior. Um, I have no problem. Hundred percent. Whatever makes you happy. If it ain't hurting nobody, knock yourself out. Man. Just if you can be professional about it, you know. Yeah. Oh, so you think the guy's gonna give you a headlock takedown and give you the old honker on? Well, the you know, what? I don't want somebody trying to pick me up for a body slam like I'm a bowling. Well, ball. but see, that's, you know? <laughs> but I'll be thinking. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but see, I think that has had to go. That that whole thought should be put aside now that we've seen so many mixed matches between men and women. We're not worried about guys picking up a woman and giving her the old number seven, right? So why would we think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I personally don't have a problem that I know or I've heard stories about some of the people who ended up having to live their lives in a closet, not literally, because they, of the way the business was and it's sad. And then we've heard people who are open like Pat Patterson about it, but um, I don't care. I got no problem with no it. No issue. So the the moral of the story is Maru, come out. Alright? It's okay. Right. Come out. We're, we've got your back. I won't let you do crab megotomy because I'm a little bit fearful. <laughs> and no. uh, just keep your thumb on the butt. I guess we're on our last one. Oh boy. Mm. And I feel like this might be something we've talked about before. Worst wrestling video game. Yeah, why do these, some of these things keep coming back? I get the feeling that uh, when they're getting written down, that uh, sometimes they're getting written down twice because yeah, of... Yeah, because he doesn't know what yeah. he's uh, But we'll ask you guys what you think is the worst wrestling video game, and then I'll go back hmm. into the hat. I am not a gamer, so I know nothing about wrestling games. Okay. Except hearing Brian talk about, you know... Superstars. That was a the good. Pinball. That was a good one. What about the one with the the Nintendo one, with the pink guy? Oh, just pro wrestling. wrestling. That's Are a you great crazy? Game. Star that game's amazing. Yeah, pink guy was Star Man, Man off the ropes. Uh, okay, I remember that. I, remember I like that. the tag team wrestling sucked. That Nintendo that was a shit game. Yeah. I like the uh, and I don't know his name, but he was like 
maybe the Amazon. He oh, like, uh, the Corn Con? Yeah, he looked yeah. like a creature from the Black Lagoon, and he oh, no, you the, bite your head. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the dude that would do the, the claw or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that, that guy's all right. All right, I got us a humdinger to wrap this up. Okay. <clears throat> Mike Fleeshacker, a.k.a. Referee Mike Fly, a.k.a. The only guy to ever have the police called on him at a Rebels of Wrestling show. What? Yeah. You um, got a story with that? We got a couple. I don't remember that. Um, first of all, a couple of my favorite moments was when Vic the Stick almost killed him. That's the thing that almost happened. Yeah. I heard. You, I, you, you wanted, have, have you told the story on the air? I don't uh, no, I have not. <clears throat> uh, so, I didn't know Mike. I didn't know who he was, what his deal was. And for the record, the way we came around meeting Mike is Gorgeous Greg joined up with us as a wrestler, and Mike Fleeshacker was friends with him, along with Aaron Simon and a couple other yahoos that hung around with that motley crew of of whatever you want to call The new outlaw. The new outlaw, yes. Um, but the only one that was really there in a wrestling capacity was Greg Frost. And everybody else kind of hung right. around. Right. But anyway. So it was at Texas Victory Hall. We were in the uh, locker room at the back of the... And I happened to be standing at the curtain because I was going to be going out shortly. And through the curtain comes this skinny little guy. Not affiliated with the show. Never right? seen him before in my life. And I stopped him and I said, hey man, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm just... I just need to talk to Greg because we're buddies. And I was like, nah, man. No, that's, that's not going to fly. And he was like, come on, dude, don't be a nit with a hard arm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh went all the way. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. At which point I snatched him by the neck and I said, say it again. He did not say it again. That was the first time I met that guy. Mm. He also was drunk behind a DJ booth once and I had him, while I was in the middle of a, either a promo or a match, had him physically thrown out of the building, <laughs> even though he was supposed to be DJing that day. So, oh, so there's that. Didn't he piss in somebody's freezer? Gazebo. Yeah. No, wait, it was a freezer. It was a freezer. That did. It happen. was a freezer. Yeah. yeah. Which was on top, I believe, or I think it was wasn't one of there those. A, I thought there was some magical story about where the urine ended up. And how it got there, but yeah, it was it was a freezer. The only other person that came from that gorgeous Greg Frost group that stuck around was uh, Crawfish. Yeah, she's been making the rounds. <laughs> who's that? Who, who that? <laughs> and, and sock tips. Uh, I was sock recently tips. told a story. Jerry's girlfriend. Was the uh, I was recently told a story about Mike. I'm going to leave the wrestler's name out of it, okay. just because. Does it involve an old-fashioned? It does not. It involves a trip to the Olive Garden. Oh, okay. Where they had three wrestlers had sat down to eat, and then from the kitchen oh, comes Mike Fleeshacker. Oh, hey guys! I saw you come in. Thought I'd let you know. I'm gonna make your food special for you. At which point. One of the wrestlers stood up and said, We're fucking out of here! And they left. <laughs> yes. But he might have put edibles in there. Uh, maybe like a piece of broken tooth or something. Oh, wow. Yikes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you one last Michael Fleeshacker story because it doesn't seem like anybody else has anything uh, they want to uh, offer. I got nothing. When uh, Jack Spade was running Fusion Pro Wrestling by himself... <laughs> Mike Fleeshacker was confused and thought that I had something to do with the show. And he came up to me at the end of the night. And he wanted to know when he could be paid. Now the only, <laughs> now the only problem with his request, other than the fact that Jack Spade and only Jack Spade was running Fusion, was the fact that not an hour earlier he had blown the three count in the T.C. Washington-Bucky Michaels match. I thought he blew the, the team three count. 
<laughs> he would have if they had been booked. Uh, I informed him at that point for Jack Spade, the owner of Fusion Pro Wrestling, that when he could get a three count right, he could get a payday, and until then he could go and fuck himself. Okay, so I got two other two stories, and one you're gonna have to help me with the fill in the gaps. But one, I remember confronting him because after a show once, somebody had come over to me and said, "Hey, I, I'm gonna start training with you guys next week." I'm like, I don't know who you are, bro. And he goes, well, I talked to the co-promoter. And he said it would be cool. And I said, you talked to Brian? He goes, no, I talked to Mike. Mike Fleeshacker, who wasn't even refing for us, he wasn't even working for us, told this dude he was the co-promoter of Rebels of Wrestling. Wow. So that was pretty ballsy. And didn't, in our training center, didn't you almost throw him through a wall there too, or was that somebody else? I think that... With somebody else. That doesn't sound like me. Okay. I'm, I'm a pretty level-headed guy. We were having a meeting, like an all-team... All oh, no, that was me. Okay. That was me. <laughs> that was me. That's when... Uh, it was shortly after the incident at Texas Victory Hall. Right. And I brought up what he had done at the show. Okay. And then he attempted to explain it away. Nice. Which further angered me. Okay. So, yes. Yes. You got a Mike Fly star? I don't, but I'm highly entertained. Occasionally I get a little upset. Yeah, the teeth thing I made all kinds of sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? The Olive Garden, I know that was like a big thing. Some Somebody point. told me, and I don't remember who it was, but he was down counting a pin. This was at a BCW show. One, two, and when he said three, literally a piece of tooth fell out. Like, he spit it, and it hit the guy. And he was just appalled at the fact. I, I If I could remember who told me that story, it'd be great. But I was a hunt. I, I remember that plain as day, that story. Nice. So, right. so we've come to the end. Oh, and we still, I, I, still well, I did just get a text from him. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, and he said, it, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen today because of the, the car situation. I mean, you know, it's... Pretty unfortunately, he had those four flat tires. But I'm glad I was here to sit in this chair. That was lucky. Yeah. I don't know what we would have done without you. And speaking of luck, how how bad a luck do you have to get, be, have to get four flat tires? That's. I mean, did you run? Did you run over four nails in a construction zone? Like. It could be. I mean, but wouldn't they all like hit the front wheel first? Funny how that works. I don't know. Happened to me at the Encore. Huh. Was Eddie Watson? Hey. Yeah, you <laughs> used to work there. Remember? Because you, know, you used to do personal really? security. And you wanted, but you wanted the, because you were working backstage. Oh. Yeah. I've been around. Been around. Yeah. You know, the turnover at the Encore when you were working there was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember remember the the girl at the encore that Brian kind of had a thing for that he thought looked like porn star Raylene, but looked more like um, that Raylene. But <laughs> <laughs> no, looked more like erstwhile country singer Ray Stevens. Oh my God! Do you remember? I don't. I don't. I don't know. China. China. Was there China? Oh, there was. Yeah, that chick yeah, had yeah, a cock. Yeah. There was a China, yes, yeah. there was, yeah, she actually wasn't bad. Okay. I mean, that's, that, from what I I remember her. Yeah. Well, but you're legally blind. This is true. So Shake us home. Pride did have a dick. All right, well, I hope that Jack Spade can figure out this, you said four flat tires? That's, no, Eddie Watson said four flat tires. Well, what did he say? He Car trouble. Well, hopefully the car trouble is better, and he'll be back in his normal seat directly across from us. Because I hear Kuba is supposed to join us next week. That'd be great. Yeah. He's, we're really going to have to be on better behavior than we normally are. Yeah, he's yeah he's a little bit... Um, Jesus-y. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? More upstanding. Nothing wrong with that. No. No, no. no nothing wrong with that at all. You want to be gay? Be gay. You want to like Jesus? Like Jesus. Sure. You want to be gay and like Jesus? Nah, they don't like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hopefully he's back. But Eddie Watson, it was great. The semi-retired Eddie Watson. Yeah. It was great to... I appreciate it. Now, which, which uh, by the way, I don't think I officially had a retirement match either. 
you know what? I know the feeling. So uh, here's the thing, though. I, I hope we could have you back someday, but you're like an hour and a half from here. And again, you were, we did you just want to stop at the save a lot? Is that why you came down? Like, you why? know, just driving around, checking out the scenery, cool, you know, autumn breeze. Just, just yeah, yeah, worked out. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we appreciate you coming down. Of course, Vic Stigrass, always, hey. you know, always an erstwhile. So far, we've, we're the only two with perfect attendance now. Right. Which is interesting. Well, the one guy had a really good excuse, though. Well, <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Steve Santana, man, I tell you, we got to do this again someday, and who knows what kind of craziness will come out of that. For everybody uh, listening at home, the whole time we've been doing this podcast, I have been writing down all my injuries for the next show because there wasn't enough time to talk about it today. Well, that's cool. That's better, more productive than me. I've been actually drawing doodles of what my next shit's going to be. So... <laughs> One of them looked like I, Thing from the Fantastic Four the other day. I'm taking that shit. I see nothing but voids. <laughs> I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. Uh, again, we'll, we'll try to clean it up for Cuba next week. Um, and other than that, everybody have a great rest of your week and day and whatever it is you're doing. Aloha. Krav Maga. part isn't fun. First I couldn't get it to turn on, now I can't get it to turn on.